1: This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life.
2: This is what I want, this is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you gonna make-
1: Today's podcast episode is a solo one, and I think it will probably be a fairly short episode. It's a topic that I spoke briefly about over on Instagram stories, but I thought it was worth, I guess, recapturing my thoughts on the topic and popping them into a short podcast here. So I want to speak specifically to, I guess, everyone who has ever felt triggered By someone online. Now, when I say triggered, I guess what I mean by that is if you're scrolling social media and you see someone post something or you're watching someone's stories and you feel a disagreement come up for you, like you think, oh, that's not what I would do. Or you find yourself thinking, gosh, that person's an idiot for doing that. I would never do that. I can't believe they've done that. You know what I mean when I say triggered, I'm sure. But I guess specifically, I mean, triggers go both ways. You can be triggered in a really positive way. You know, a memory, a feeling, a sensation is activated in you and maybe you're called toward whatever it is that's triggering you in a positive way. Either way, if we're triggered and we're feeling good or we're triggered and we're feeling angered a lot of it is to do with our value system. Something has been aggravated within what we hold nearest and dearest to us in terms of our values. So I think that's worth keeping in mind. Now, the reason I'm talking about this topic, and perhaps I won't be super succinct because it's one of those podcasts where I've just decided to sit down and speak freely about this. So forgive me for jumping around if I am, I will. But The reason I'm recording this episode is yesterday I found myself feeling really uncomfortable because I had woken up and I checked social media and there were comments on social media and there were only two or three of them. But I'm also wise enough to know that if there's two or three comments either way, that can be representative of how other people are feeling as well. So I know that if there's two to three really positive comments about a podcast, that's usually reflected in the metrics because we all enjoy podcasts and then fail to ever go on and comment positive things or leave a positive review, which is such a shame. And it's something I'm working on myself as well. Like the podcasts I truly enjoy. I'm making sure that when I finish listening, I leave a five star review. Like I've got to get better at voicing my positive um, reviews, I think. Because anyway, we all need to do that. But where was I going with this? Oh, so I had woken up and there were two to three comments saying that they found an episode Brendan and I had recorded together uncomfortable um, because we were answering questions. And one of the questions specifically was toward Brendan on asking him, what does he find to be the hardest part of being a step parent? and you've probably listened to this episode, and Brendan answers, and he always answers so earnestly, like he's just truly like the least calculated um, person when it comes to communicating. He'll always just respond um, with whatever is authentic to him. And his response was, one of the things he finds challenging is that he can get caught up and find himself wishing that the boys were his. Now, I'm pretty sure that's what he said, but I think The way that some people interpreted that was he wishes the boys didn't have their dad. When what he was saying, and him and I have spoken about this, was he loves the boys so much that he finds it hard sometimes that he is their big friend. He is their stepfather figure. He is not their biological dad, but he loves them so much that he finds himself sometimes wishing he was there to see them when they were babies and toddlers and their first day of school. You know, it's something Brendan has often said to me is he knows he's got so much that he can do with the boys, but it does make him feel a little bit sad that he missed out on those early years with them. And so there was a comment along the lines of that, then another comment along the lines of that it wasn't appropriate to answer a question asking whether or not the kids would ever call Brendan dad. And we answer that question truthfully. The boys call him Brendan. And Brendan said they can call him whatever they want. And as they get older, they'll they'll probably call him all sorts of things. Now, we've never pushed the stepdad title. And I don't even, I I probably don't even need to get into justification. But the boys asked Brendan one night over dinner, can we start calling you our stepdad so we don't have to say mum's boyfriend? And so they have chosen to do that and it's funny one of my little boys who is so wise beyond his years him and I were driving in the car and we were talking about blended families and he said do you think we should call Brendan our bonus dad or our stepdad and I said you can call him whatever you want what do you think and he said I think stepdad is more cultured (laughs) and I said oh what do you mean more cultured he's like you know like more people would get it and I thought that was so funny But anyway, I digress off on a tangent, but the boys came to that decision themselves. So anyway, yesterday I woke up and I saw these comments and it triggered me and I had to really sit with it and think, like read through that comment that was saying, and it wasn't a nasty comment, but it it didn't need to be said. And it just said, you know, I think that your love bubble is like obscuring your view type of thing. And it's really not appropriate, and it made me uncomfortable that Brendan said those things. And it triggered me, and I felt sick. And I was like, why do I feel sick? And I think I'm self aware enough to go, okay, if I'm feeling sick over something someone has said, I need to explore that because am I having that reaction because I believe it to be true? And if I believe it to be true, what does that mean? You know, for me, like I want to look at it, see how I feel about it, see if I feel that it's true, and if it, if I do feel that it's true, and sometimes you know that's a really helpful tool, and then be like, oh, that was below the surface for me, I didn't realize, but I sat with it and I journaled on it. And I'm like, you know what? I just don't think it's true that that's a wrong thing for Brendan to say, and I dug a little deeper and with my own thoughts. And I realized that I don't think it's a wrong thing to say because growing up, you know, my parents would talk to me about blended families. And in particular, my mom would talk to me about blended families. And I can clearly remember her saying, you know, if families are blended, it's just more people to love the kids. And the more people that love the kids, the better. So for me, if I imagine their dad's partner saying the hardest thing about being a stepmom to these boys is that I get caught up and sometimes I wish they were mine. Like, I feel good about that. I feel like, wow, what an incredible thing that someone could love these kids so much that they would wish that they were theirs. Like, that's an amazing thing. I don't feel um, threatened or worried about someone taking my position as their mum. And so when I started to think that way, it made me wonder the people that felt uncomfortable what i what i think is they're likely projecting themselves into that position of being the biological parent and hearing someone say that about their own kids and i think that was even in the comment you know if someone said that about my kids i'd feel really bad you know so they're imagining someone else saying that about their children and then they're feeling threatened perhaps the egos in the way there and they would hate for anyone else to take their place, which no one can take a biological parent's place if that biological parent is showing up and loving the kids. You know, love is not finite. Kids, their hearts can grow and they can love as many adults in their life that love them in return. And so it got me thinking, why am I so bothered by this? And I realized it's because sometimes as someone who has a following and willingly shares personal information, which again, I think is probably an ADHD thing to overshare. um, And it's something that I'm continually questioning. And I think for this season in my life, I've got some resolution on what I want to do. But as someone who willingly opens up her lives to allow other people to listen in on private thoughts and situations, sometimes it is exhausting To be like an avatar that people are triggered by and then project things onto. Hold
0: up. And it just made me think like
1: we all get activated when we're following people online or watching a TV show or a movie or in conversation in the workplace. We all have that ability to be bothered by someone else. But as adults, we need to have the self-awareness to know, yes, we are entitled to our opinion and our activators and our triggers. We're entitled to that. But we are not entitled to then go and project onto other people or literally go and leave words or have conversations, spew our thoughts and feelings onto someone that hasn't asked for it, is not standing there with open arms, welcoming it, is not responsible for how you feel about it. That's on us as adults. So I would encourage you, if you are upset or bothered by something you hear, that's great. That's fine. There's like, you you don't need to not feel the way that you feel, but can you validate how you feel for yourself? And can you go a level deeper? Can you step out of that? Oh, I'm activated and I'm irritated zone that we all get in. Like I get in there for sure. But can you step out of it and be curious as to why you are having that reaction? And to ask yourself, is this something that you need to take to that person who is bothering you and to make it someone else's responsibility? Or is this something that is an invitation for you to get curious about why you're bothered and to really coach yourself through it? And perhaps if you can't coach yourself through it, can you take it to someone who is a third party, whether it's a friend, whether it's your partner, a therapist, and process it with someone who is open-minded, not someone who is willing to stay stuck in that surface area with you, you know, in that reactive kind of gossipy, like, yes, let's point the finger outward zone. Now, there are times when that feels really good, right? Like it can feel really good to get with someone and point the finger out and project together, um, whether it's two people or a group of people, project together, gossip together, uh, make someone else, you know, vilify someone else that you all have in your orbit. But I think that it mainly feels good because when you're doing that, you get connection with other people and you're getting validated in that kind of zone where you're all activated. So you're getting you're meeting a human need by feeling validated and connected with others, but you're doing it by not willing by not willing to be I guess self-reflective and go deeper. So what I'm saying is if you're having these thoughts and feelings come up, be discerning with who you go to to talk and process it through. And it could be really light stuff. And maybe you go and you talk to your girlfriend and they can point out to you, okay, maybe you're activated because envy is coming up and it's really symbolizing for you a lack of something in your own life, which can be great if you recognize that you're feeling jealous um, because of someone that you follow online. That's amazing because you can then go deeper and identify what is the jealousy actually about? What is the lack in your life that you want to, you know, enhance? And then you can get busy enhancing it rather than getting busy dragging someone else. So just be discerning with who you go and talk to. It could be that light surface stuff, or it could be really deep trauma that comes up. And in that instance, a therapist is really helpful. We all, like as humans, we all find ourselves bothered by other humans at times. And sometimes it's fair to be bothered. You know, there are people out there who are real monsters, and it makes sense that you're annoyed and you don't care for them and you're upset with them. That's one set of circumstances. But if someone is just living their life and they are not maliciously intending to upset anyone, you know, there's a big difference between someone who is trying to be awful or purposefully doing harmful things or engaging in hate speech, whatever it is, versus someone who is just living their life and you're triggered by that. So today I'm talking more specifically towards if you're just bothered by someone who is out there living their life, just understand everyone has those experiences at times. Everyone has an opinion and you are so entitled to your opinion as well, but you are not entitled to go and spew your opinion on someone who has not asked for it. So if you're going to be an adult who uses the online space and you're going to feel activated by people that you follow, take responsibility for that. Go through and cull the people that you follow if you're not willing to go deeper and understand why they bother you. Take responsibility for what's going on. Can you go a little bit deeper? Can you get to know yourself a little bit more? Because it can be a real gift. Being annoyed can be such an insightful gift into ourselves, and it can be part of doing our own personal growth and personal development work. So I just wanted to, I guess, get this episode up and out while it is on my mind, and also to encourage you. When you're following people online and they make you feel triggered in a positive way, like they're making you feel uplifted, motivated, inspired, encouraged. You know, if, if this episode leaves you encouraged to be a little more self-aware and get comfortable with your uncomfortable emotions, like let me know. That's that's such a great thing you can go and do. You can always go and leave positive feedback, but you're not entitled to go and leave like feedback with the intent to cause harm because I don't want it. And people that you follow online, they don't want it either. If you're choosing to follow someone online, if you're choosing to listen to a podcast, that is on you. That is not the person who is making the podcast's responsibility. That is not the person that you, you are following online, their responsibility to mind you and look after you and all the things that are potentially triggering within you to a certain extent, of course, trigger warnings and whatnot are important and resources and responsible content creation. But I think that you know what I am saying. So anyway, I'd love to hear from you if this episode is helpful. And if it's not, that's amazing. That's Hold up.
0: What was that?
1: You can go and talk about it with your friends if you want to, or you can just choose to move on with your day. We only get a limited amount of moments throughout the day, and I just would encourage you to use your minutes with intention. It baffles me when people use their time here to drag someone or to... I don't know, join a hate page or anything like that, because yes, it might meet a human need of feeling connected and validated for your triggers, but what a waste of time. You can go and do something positive for yourself. You can get to know yourself more, love yourself more, like yourself more. Every moment is an opportunity to do that. Anyway. I hope this episode has been potentially thought-provoking for some of you. I know it's definitely been on my mind. So here we are. I appreciate you choosing to listen to the podcast. I appreciate you choosing to be here, and I will talk with you very very soon.
2: This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free. Are you going